Welcome back to the Diamond Talk podcast, running with In the Zone Baseball and Softball Academy out here in Flanders, New Jersey. I am Coach Sal, your host for today, and along with me is good old Coach Zach. How you doing, What's going Zach? on, guys? What's going on? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. How's everything been? It's been a little bit. Uh, pretty crazy. You know, winter training's getting underway, and you know, seeing everybody again since, you know, I haven't seen them since the fall, and we're all getting some good work in at the facility, you know, just preparing for the spring season. Oh, yeah. Our winter training is getting in hot now. I know on uh, on Saturday, I myself ran four sessions in a row. So, oh, yeah. Yep, yeah yep, we, yep. Got it, we got it up at the start and everybody's getting in here and it's good to see everyone's faces again. You know, winter training, we were talking about it last time. It is it, it's one of the core values as a baseball player or softball player. Right. This yep. is your downtime. This is your time to work on something that you struggled on this year. This is your time to put on size if you're one of our older players. Right. Hit the gym. Get that diet in right, and it's one of my favorite times. I was uh, telling the outfielders yesterday. Uh, basically, the way I look at it is, is you know, we can get to have fun during these practices. You know, we get to, you know, engrave these things into their brain with you know fun drills. You know, we're yep. not preparing for a game that week, so you know we can just do consistent reps over and over and over again, and we can stop and we can pause. You know, we can work on the things that they really need to work on because we don't have to do a rush job because we have a lot of time to do consistent reps over and over again because we're not preparing for a game that week. Absolutely. It's huge. I mean, and, and the amount of just the amount of good feedback you get back from kids too. Right. So they're yes, having sir. fun. They're able to, they're not having that pressure on them that that game does bring with them. Right. So they're, it does seem like kids are more open to ask questions and we really do like that as coaches. And if you are out there as a kid, ask questions. One of the, one of the best feelings in, in baseball as coaches, when they're going to come up to you and they're going to come ask you, how do I do this better? What can I do to improve? Right. Yep. Just one of my favorite things. And so, uh, yeah, that's what's going on over here at the facility. We got, I mean, we got kids coming in every single day at this point. So yeah. we're going into our holiday season. I hope that everybody in the Diamond Talk family is having a great winter and looking forward to a good holiday season. We've got Christmas coming up soon and the new year yeah. right after. Uh, getting right into that, looks like a lot of people got Christmas gifts via the MLB this year. A lot of people got Christmas gifts. Oh, yeah. And some people got some Christmas gifts rips at, ripped out of their hands. All right. So – Something that happened between last time and this time. I know Coach Andrew and I were talking big time about our Yankees, and they decided to go out and be the Yankees at least for the first time in a while. They got our guy Aaron Judge back, and on top of that, they added a good rotation piece. How do you feel about how do you feel about Rodon going going over to the Yankees? You know, I, I thought it was you know kind of you know, crazy because everyone was talking about Judge going to the Giants. You know, we had that big old thing where everyone said he was going to the Giants. You know, we had the missed tweet where the guy told everybody he went to the Giants, you know. So, Judge. Yeah, so it's it's kind of crazy. But I, I think you're probably going to bring it up next. So I'll, I'll just bring it up now. How about Carlos Correa having the failed physical with what was it the pod Padres or was it the was it the that Giants? Was the Giants. I mean, it was the Giants. So the Giants are just you know unlucky right now, and then now he just got this fat deal with the Mets, and that's just yeah. absolutely insane, absolutely insane. Yeah. So I hope all you guys are seeing how how good you can get paid off if you guys work hard. A guy like Carlos Correa, I couldn't believe that man. 
I mean, yeah. he, he went into that. The deal was supposed to be finalized yesterday. They were going to have a whole uh, yep. press conference about it. And all of a sudden, press conference didn't happen. Everybody's like, what's going on? Something doesn't seem right with the physical. And three hours yeah. later, deal's off. I wake up and I got a report at four in the morning that good old Uncle Stevie with the Mets wants to spend another $300 million and go get another shortstop. Yeah, it's well, – well, if I'm not mistaken, don't they have – isn't their shortstop uh, – or was their shortstop Brett Beatty or uh, what was his name? No, 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 They got the stud over there, bro. Oh, you know, they got Francisco Lindor. What am I thinking? Yeah, they got the stud yeah. over there. They're going to move – allegedly they're moving Correa to third, which I think is a career move anyway. He's going to be one of the best third basemen of all time. Yeah. But – my goodness, their team is incredible now, and just the payroll is incredible. I think they're going to be paying about three hundred fifty bucks this year. That's that's crazy because they also just scored uh, Justin Verlander. Good old, mm-hmm. can't believe that. Yeah, yeah. So we got a lot of big stuff happening on the big stage. Well, they freed up a they freed up a lot of money by you know getting rid of Jacob Degrom. So yeah, even though I mean, that. Yeah. That rotation's even more filthier over there at the Rangers. That's it's probably another topic for another day. <laughs> I mean, and the work that they're doing—they're just looks like trying to get a, a like a, a World Series on demand. It seems like, not sure how it's going to work out, but um, yeah, I thought that was in it. How do you feel about Degrom going to the Rangers? What do you think it does? You think um, I think you know they could have they could have spent a little bit of money, you know, a little bit elsewhere. But Jacob Degrom is a start, you know. They have a pretty deep bullpen over there. I, I don't have the names off the top of my head, but I was looking at it the other day. It's it's looking pretty filthy over there. All they have to do is just, you know, maybe make a little bit more cheaper moves, maybe, you know, get some, you know, farm players that are doing really well over there to start in their lineup. But I think you give them three years, they'll have they'll be in the World Series. They'll make they'll make a playoff run this next season. They'll make even a deeper playoff run the next season. But that third year, after they piece some things together, they'll definitely be in the World Series. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're going on a stretch there. Because we do know at that point, too, Jacob DeGrom's going to be in a, in a wheelchair. So you can't say yeah. things like that. <laughs> so it, 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 it's definitely, it's definitely going to take a lot of time for you know them to piece those things together. But it's, it's definitely a pretty solid team over there. Yeah, I think it'll be fun, man. And talking about uh, talking about solid teams, I think that'd be an absolutely great point to start to bring up. Uh, we had one of one of my all time favorite kids came into ITC, and when you when you meet a kid who who strikes you as like not only are they a solid ball player, but they got you know just the right attitude. They want to be around. They want to talk baseball. They want to learn. And uh, that was one of the uh, centenaries players. All right, so I got to pull yeah. in. Centers player Dominic. I'm losing the last name now, so uh, you know you can put my head on a platter. I got no worries <laughs> with that. But we had Dom come in, and man, what a talk it was! Uh, you guys are going to get to hear this fellow in a little bit. Um, he's a, I would say, a fully all-around utility guy. Yeah. Just wants to work, be on the diamond, right? And the the lights look up for Centenary, which is something that I really wanted to hear. Um, I yeah. think. I think me and you have talked about it a little bit before, but when I went to Raritan, a big spot transfer out of there was Centenary, right? Yep. And I did have one of my one of my former teammates, Mr. Scott Ducey, used to be a reliever over at Centenary, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is a record holder over there for like relief appearances or something like that, which is you know impressive. The fact that yep. I, that I even know kids like that, 
the program was on the downer the last few years, you know, especially when I was in college and seeing the progress that it looks like they're making looking outside in is really impressive. And I wanted to hear your side as somebody who was in that program. Well, so I was, I played a centenary, you know, 2019, 2020, you know, big, big years. The first year we got to use that brand new, absolute dime piece of a field, absolute mm-hmm. beautiful field. Um, but it was also a weird time because it was also the first year, you know, schools were back able to be in on campus, you know, COVID yep. and everything. So it would, to start off with, you know, we had COVID tests every week. It was, it was oh, yeah. craziness. Uh, you know, there was limited players that were allowed to go to uh, games. But the biggest part for me was practices were separated into three groups. So, okay, so you couldn't have a true team practice. Yeah, true team practice. Right. So it would be, I would, you know, I'd get down to the game and a home game. And I'd see guys that I've never even really seen before. I'm like, who the heck yeah. is this guy? So that year, you know, my that was the only year I played. It was really awkward for me because I, you know, just came from Louisiana, New Jersey. I'm like, yeah. what the heck? Like, this is a whole new atmosphere. I barely knew anybody. And it was just awkward. And yeah. I think that was the reason we didn't do that well that year. If I'm not mistaken, I think we were like, let me see here, seven and ten that year. I think if we have a normal year with that team, I think we could do a lot better things. And yep. this last year, I know we had the uh, Scott Kushner was the coach that year that I was there, and then they had the big change to their assistant coach uh, Kevin. I'm not going to attempt to say his last name, Kevin. Uh, he was assistant coach when I was there. And he was a really cool dude, and he, he really was really close with the players. You know, he talked to us. You know, he was the guy that told us, you know, what we were doing wrong, what we needed to work on. He was the guy that I went to when right. I would, you know, I pitched, you know, a live game, and I would go and talk to him and be like, hey, what did I do wrong here? What do I need to work on? And he would tell me. And he would, te- he would tell me things that I probably needed to hear in high school that right. I didn't know that I was doing wrong, that I was told that, you know, that's okay, that's okay. No, he told me, hey, this is what you need to do. And he was always on me, too, about, you know, you you seem down. What's going on? I like, you know, I'm, I'm struggling here. And he'd be like, well, how's your grades doing? You know, we would talk about my grades weren't the best. So he would be telling me, like, you need to get on that, you need to get on that. So I think this last year when they made that coaching change to there was a really good decision for a last-minute coach. Because I I know he connected with the guys. I know he, you know, was always there for them. So I think that was a good move. I haven't got to meet the new coach for Centenary this year, but he seems like a a really, you know, close guy. I see their posts on Instagram all the time of them working out. It seems like they're doing – they are really on the uprise. Yeah, I I mean, when I was talking with Dom the other day, when I was getting all that in – uh, he couldn't. He couldn't say enough praise about new coach. Right? So Coach Romanello over there, um, and we're all impressed. Like I said, we're looking from the outside in. Oh, you're back. What happened? First, first. The first fucking computer, Wi-Fi went out. The, your first, your computer <laughs> snuck in Windows 11, and then Windows 11 crashed in the zone's Wi-Fi. Yeah, I think that's what happened. They sneaked Windows 11 into everybody. 
All right, where were we, Mr. Zag? I think we were we were touching we were touching bases on the new coach over at Centenarion and how yes. I see them on a real uprise. You know, they're out there, they're doing their workouts. You know, it seems like they're a lot they're doing a lot of team bonding stuff. I think if I'm not mistaken, I saw them. They were all working together uh, for something that was going on in Hackettstown. It was some type of festivity. They were all working together. So that's stuff you want to see. Good. Yep. Like team so the, stuff, community stuff. Good. Yep. They're putting in time together, but that time that they're putting together, they're also helping out, you know, their hometown where their school is. And I know Hackettstown just wraps all around Centenary. So I'm sitting here. You said your name was? Dominic. Dominic. And he is out from Centenary. That is a college right next to our facility over here. And, of course, they're coming in. They're training. They're getting their hitting in. Um, this is this would be probably your first time coming in here, no? Or one uh, of your yes. first times? Yes, I believe so. How do you like the facility? Oh, it's beautiful. I yeah. love it. It's great to have during the winter. And nice to be right down nice the road, place. right? Hey, absolutely. It's a nice place <laughs> to come hit, get your work in. Yeah, absolutely, man. So... Uh, obviously, you're a baseball player. Mm -hmm. um, baseball player, I went. I played out at Raritan Valley, so I was, you know, I went there. Uh, had actually one of my teammates went to Centenary, so I'm well aware of the program. Mm -hmm. So we were talking a little bit before. Where are you actually from? I'm from Mays, Pennsylvania. It's right okay. outside Allentown. Right around Allentown, and yes, and correct. what made you come all the way up in Jersey for baseball? Well, so the location of Hackettstown, it's right in the middle of where my family's from and okay. where I'm from. So location was beautiful for that reason. Uh, the baseball field is beautiful. For I sure. love the communications program. I love the, the smaller school atmosphere. Yeah, and it's definitely the not like a massive city school or anything like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It's, it's nice. It fits yeah. more my, my personality. And I, right. love, I love the coaching staff and the team. And I'm so, I'm so lucky to be able to be surrounded by such great people. Awesome. And did you get to play in the fall? Yes, I did. How'd you guys do? Uh, we did pretty well. We did a lot of practices in our squads. Yeah, of course. And we faced Sussex Community College and Raritan Community College, and we looked really good. Good. So definitely excited for the season after that. Awesome, man. I'm happy to hear that. So when you started playing baseball, were you one of those kids that started as like a three, four-year-old like myself, picked up a bat? That was the first thing. How'd you get into the sport? No, I started when I was seven years old, actually, okay. past T-ball. Um, mm -hmm. So my dad's a huge St. Louis Cardinal fan. And my family is huge Mets fans, so that rivalry kind of got me into it a little bit. I ended up being a Mets fan myself, watching baseball with my dad, really wanted to play. Started playing with ball with him in the back a little bit, said that I had a pretty nice swing, and then signed me up. And then that's how you got started. So you got yeah. started with that being coach pitch, or were you starting right right away with kids pitching? No, I was a uh, last year coach pitch. Okay, okay. And you got right into it. So when did you know that you were going to head into the trajectory of a college player? That's not that's not for everybody, you know what I mean? I think it's like less than 15% or so of high school players go on to play in college, mm -hmm. right? And that's an even smaller crop of the little leaguers that came out. Yeah, right? It gets smaller and smaller every year. So what when did you know or most likely know that you were heading in that direction? Well, I was more focused on high school baseball last year. Okay. Due to the fact that that's what I was in, I wanted to compete. My team was very competitive every year. 100%. So 100% focused into that. And around my sophomore year, I decided... I think I'm going to try to give a shot at playing college baseball. Right. And that's when I kind of realized that this could possibly be a reality, and right. I'm so lucky that Centenary noticed me and I'm able to play for them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Were you playing, were you ever on uh, like a club team or a tournament team only, anything like that? Or did you just strictly go through high school and got noticed that way? Uh, I played for on a uh, tournament team. So you did? Okay. Yeah, and did you get to play in like showcase tournaments and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, we did Perfect Game, PBR, a bunch oh. of different stuff like that. How was your experience with showcasing? Um, it was a lot of fun. Luckily, we uh, we had great coaching staff there as well. Good. And um, a lot of great players, so it was easy. To, it was fairly easy to get noticed. Uh, our coach talked to a lot of scouts. Really, Good. so he did the work. Really got us, work. yeah. Really got us out there. Yep. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. When did you start doing that? Did you start that right in and that sophomore year? Is that when you started that, or did you wait until your junior season? Well, I started playing club tournament baseball around the age of tenish. Oh, so and you I, I stuck really with that. Uh, almost everybody from that team that started stuck with it the whole way. Awesome. A lot of these guys playing together. Oh, almost all of them. Awesome, man. Mm -hmm. That's real fun. Yeah. So. You're getting into baseball. I know we were talking a little bit before. You said you were a catcher. Yes. When did you start getting behind the dish? Uh, nine years old. Nine years old. So you've been catching for a while. Mm -hmm. What do you do to keep yourself in shape? I know it's a lot of work on the knees. It is a lot of work. Um, one of the big things from catching that I feel like not a lot of people understand is mobility and stretching. Mm -hmm. It really is able to keep your legs loose, flexible, less injury prone, and especially for okay. a position where you could get injured so often, stretching is definitely a huge aspect of 100%, man. And you said you mentioned you were playing also a bit of outfield, right? Uh, third base. Outfield, yes. a, little in, a little third base. Yes. Um, if you had to pick, pick a position on the diamond, would catcher be your spot? Oh, 100%. That's okay. been my primary forever. I played a little outfield and tournament ball, and then I'm getting introduced to third base in college as well. So yeah. catching is 100%. That's that's know, definitely that's your good. spot. How do you like, are you one of those guys that's a huge game caller, or do you like to just get the information from your coach, call the scout and report? How do you go about that? It, it, it all depends on what the pitching coach wants, what the pitching coach is comfortable with. So right. in high school, I call my own pitches. Right. But here, I believe that I'll be working with the pitching coach as well as the other catchers. Most of the time, once you get into college, that's how it works. Mm -hmm. you know, you're getting in there, and they want to make sure you're following at least some sort of program because mm -hmm. they have a game plan. Yeah. All right. So I think you'll enjoy that. Um, you got a lot of catchers on the squad? Yeah, it was a good amount. Good. good. That's a lot of competition good. in there? Yep. Always need catchers. Awesome. All right. In college, yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. I mean, we got squads. I mean, how, how big is your roster allowed to be? Do you know? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I know that we have around a little over 40 people. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be like, I think it's allowed. I'm not sure if it's allowed to be like 30 or 25 in the spring. But mm -hmm. I'm sure they're going to push it. Oh, yeah, definitely. They always do. Lots of pitchers and stuff like that. Yep. So, so you're taking hacks. Anything that you were really trying to work on in there? Anything, especially this off season that we're, uh, we're looking for more work to get on? Uh, definitely not separating my hands from my load. That's been a big issue of mine in the past, and I'm okay. really trying to avoid um, working inside the ball, being able to go the other way, shoot that right center field gap. Right, right. Um, that's really what the focus is on right now, so that I don't I don't lose that mechanical aspect of hitting. Right, right. I mean, you see a lot of guys nowadays going for that big home run ball, and they really cut that swing off, or they go way around. Their swing's mm -hmm. real long, right? I mean, yeah. look what happened with, uh, I don't know if you watch too much Major League Baseball, but look what happened with Cody Bellinger. Yeah, I mean, years, exactly. He got picked apart. Yes, he did. You know, and I think that's part of it. I think you got to be in there, in the lab, working all the time. I think it's awesome to be out here with your friends, too. Oh, you it's know, great, having yeah. Here, having got other guys' eyes on you. Yeah, because then you got people that could help you out, you know, look at your mm -hmm. swing and... Nobody knows your swing better than your own teammates, so exactly. it's beautiful to be able to get that feedback from them. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so, were you ever uh, ever a pitcher at all? Um, no, I wasn't. No? No. Did you have too much of the short arm action, or were you just never got into it? I never really got into it. Yeah, the short arm as well. Yeah. 
because of catching yeah. kind of adapted. You know, every now and then you see a catcher that can move on there and really throw bullets. You know, you have like Kenley Jansen. That's how basically how he started. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not surprised, though. And so we're heading in now. This is going to be your freshman year. Mm-hmm. What are your expectations for center baseball? Expectations are definitely high. Yeah. I'm excited for this year. It's going to be a really good year. We have we have the guys to do it. We have definitely have the coaching staff to do it. I'm, I'm very excited for this. How's your guys' pitching staff look? You get to see them a lot. Yeah, pitching staff look, looks really good. You know, our pitching coach, Coach Lopez, really narrowing down with them, getting them to work. Good. And really working with them so that I, I believe that they're going to have a very, very good season. And I trust, they all trust Coach Lopez's process. Good. I, I like to hear that, man. Sounds mm-hmm. like you're, sounds like you're ripper on ready to go. So, last thing I got for you, if I had to say, or if you had to say, really, give me one player to look out for this year. One player to look out for this who, year. Who, who am I looking up on this roster that I want to see how they did? Oh, man. There's a lot of them. Yeah. I don't really know if I could pinpoint one. I mean, all, right. all the guys out there. Are just, it's a tough question. Man. It is a very tough question. I don't know if I could pinpoint one. All right, so give me, can you give me three? Can I give you three? Uh, I'd say Paul Lynx. All right. We got Paul Lynx. And Brandon, uh, Brandon Smitty. And, Brandon Smitty. Oh, man. There's really, really a ton. Anthony Vassallo. Vassallo. You could even go to five. I could go to five. You Chris could go to Gass. Five. Um, on the pitching end, um, Matthew Gibbons, uh, Jake Herner, um, Cole Heitzman for hitting, Jake Keenan, Nick Payne, James Howlett. There's just so many guys out so there. So it looks like to me what I'm hearing is centenary is to be feared this year. Yes. Sounds I like to be feared. I hope that I'm looking back and we're seeing all these stats line up, man. I hope I'm seeing mm-hmm. you in the roster. I hope we're seeing a lot of fun you. Yep. Love to see you swing back in, man. Looks okay, like you're having fun. We'd love to have you guys back in and... Centenary Baseball, look out. Absolutely. Look Thank out, you man. very much. 2023 looks like a great year. Yep. Dom, you have a great rest of your day, my man. Thank you as well. Thank you for having me on here. Absolutely. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed Dominic. It was an absolute pleasure to have Zach. You were amazing today. My computer stinks. Wi-Fi stinks. I hate technology, even though I'm the podcast guy. All right, everybody. You guys have a good one. <laughs> All right. You have a good one. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody and peace out.